Welcome to Temple of Geeks Who Review, a Doctor Who-inspired podcast for fans of the long-running British science fiction television series. I'm your host, Elizabeth, a.k.a. Lady of Time Cosplay. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Doc in the Box. <laughs> we are massive Doctor Who fans, and we're here to talk about all things Doctor Who. Throughout our series, we'll be discussing the latest episodes, the classic series, the spinoffs, and everything in between. We'll also be bringing you interviews with people who have worked in and around the series, behind-the-scenes information, and, and all sorts of other Doctor Who-related fun. So whether you're a longtime fan or just getting started, we'll help you join us for the ride. And today, after we get to the news, which there wasn't a lot this week, we're going to be talking about River Song, because it has been 15 years since her first debut on the television series, which is crazy to think about. 15 years. <laughs> She's all grown up. Oh, I know. <laughs> In the weirdest possible way. <laughs> but yeah, so there wasn't a lot of Doctor Who news this week. I don't know if that was because they were trying to avoid competing with Spider-Man news, which there was a bit of that this week between Spider-Verse came out. They confirmed, yes, they are going to be working on Spider-Man 4. I know this isn't a Spider-Man podcast, but I think that's like my, been my, my brain the last week <laughs> when Spider-Verse <laughs> coming out. But, you know, they, they said that they're working on a live-action Miles Morales. They're working on a Spider-Gwen spinoff. They're working on Spider-Man 4 or will be once the um, writer's strike is over. So, you know, maybe, maybe they were just trying not to compete with that. So <laughs> It's possible. Possible. Who knows? But... In Doctor Who news, we have a few more details for Doctor Who Once in Future. So more details were released this week for Big Finish's ongoing 60th anniversary story, Doctor Who Once in Future. July's third installment in the series, titled A Genius for War and written by Jonathan Morris, will feature Sylvester McCoy as the seventh Doctor. A Genius for War will also mark the return of Terry Molloy as Davros, the creator of the Doctor's long-standing enemies, the Daleks. Ken Bones will also return as the General, reprising his role from The Day of the Doctor and Hellbent, and he's done a few other Big Finish audios as well. Beth Chalmers will also joins the cast as Commander Vecklin from various other Big Finish Doctor Who audios, including Gallifrey Time War, which is one of my favorites. The synopsis for this story reads, In the midst of the Time War, the Time Lords have received a communication from Falchris, the prison moon of Scaro. Its sole inmate, Davros, wishes to make them an offer. He will help them win the Time War, but only if the Doctor comes to his rescue. Doctor Who, Once in Future, A Genius for War will release this July and is available for pre-order either as a standalone story or as a bundle with the rest of the Once in Future episodes now. <laughs> So that's fun. The the Time War stuff is always fun. I still haven't gotten a chance to listen to any of the Once in Future stuff. I need to like order it and listen to it. But the Time War stuff is always a lot of fun. Gallifrey uh, War Room, the next one's supposed to come out, I think, either next month or in August. And there's been no information about it yet. And I'm like, <laughs> so. Speaking of big, big finish, I haven't, uh, I know we talked about the, the freebies. Have we? Do you know if there's still uh, which one's going on right now? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I know they 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 switch it up every week, and usually they're ending like within a few hours of us recording <laughs> the episodes on Sunday uh, afternoon. Let's see what one it is. Well, apparently the offer's still going on, so check out uh, Big Finish and get your uh, free audio downloads. I don't know what it is currently, but I know the other week it was one of the other. Uh, cult classic sci-fi ones that they do i want to say thunderbirds was last week but i'm not sure another thing in i don't know if you call this news but just more like my like fan stuff or, or fan appreciation last week i noticed uh 
Karen Halley and you have one of her uh, drawings behind you with a mm-hmm. cap and Carter. I have Carter. several. <laughs> I have several. <laughs> she, <laughs> she had a series where the doctor would put uh, undisclosed, but you can tell which doctor it was basically mm-hmm. by the hand. Uh, will put their hand out the oh, TARDIS yes. and lead. It was at the time Disney princesses into the TARDIS, and she had done a new piece of art with we, you could obviously tell is Shooty's doctor reaching his hand out to pull in the live action Little Mermaid, and I thought yes. that was really cute, especially considering uh, she had one where it was 10th Doctor pulling in animated Ariel, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was my the the original Ariel, and, and the 10th Doctor one was my phone case for the longest time, but now my phone case is uh, Tinkerbell and the TARDIS. Tinkerbell. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I love her stuff. I have so many of her t-shirts. It is slightly embarrassing, possibly, but yeah, I've got a lot of her artwork as well (laughs) but yeah so river song 15 years since silence in the library came out which i wasn't watching the show like as it came out at the time but that's still i mean that's crazy that she's such an iconic character and i love her and i i don't know maybe we should just talk about like what did you think of river the first time you saw her in an episode confused yeah <laughs> well i think everyone was probably confused because you your first introduction to her is with the 10th doctor and she's saying that that's the youngest she's ever witnessed the doctor so you're assuming at the time that she is a long 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 standing character which in in terms of years of the doctor's life she is but when you get to the end of the story, as far as uh, regenerations, it wasn't as many as I had thought or hoped for. But then again, I know you know more of the Big Finish universe where they dive into all of that. And yeah, so I, I'd say very confusing at first because the, the science in the library is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, as I've mentioned on the podcast before and to like, anybody who asked me about like how I got into Doctor Who, I saw Silence in the Library on TV like years before I got into the show, not even realizing it was Doctor Who at the time, didn't realize that I had seen the episode until I was going through watching on Netflix when Doctor Who was still on Netflix and (laughs) got to the episode and I was like, I have seen this before. I know how this episode ends. Uh, What? You know, kind of thing. Um, But I remember even when I was kind of, you know, watching watching the episode when I was supposed to be doing my homework kind of thing. I remember thinking, huh, that's such an interesting concept when you've got time travel, you know, yeah, people are going to meet out of order, especially if they're both time travelers, which I don't, I can't quite remember if we knew for sure that River was a time traveler in that episode. I mean, we, we definitely found that out later in her story, but I remember thinking it was such a cool and interesting concept. Um, as far as I'm aware, I know, I think what I can remember is that Stephen Moffat was very inspired by the book, The Time Traveler's Wife, which of course he, you know, in recent years was able to do a TV adaptation of, I haven't watched it yet, but it also got canceled, which is sad. So, <laughs> you know, oh. HBO. <sighs> That's really sad on, on yeah. my part on a personal level, mainly because uh, I have a friend, Josh LeCount, who actually got mm. to work on that show. He oh. played a small piece in in that show and uh i never i had i haven't gotten around to watching it yet uh, but it was yeah he got to be in it and i actually don't know if it made the cut or not but uh but on that note i was like oh that's really cool you gotta work on something that moffat did and i'm jealous 
Go you. Yeah, I know. I, I, I got to watch it. I just haven't yet. Yeah, she just, she's, I remember thinking, you know, she was such a cool character. Like, that's such an interesting concept to bring in to a time travel thing. You know, obviously he was inspired by the time traveler's wife, but it's always fun when you, when people are able to find different angles to attack time travel from in Doctor Who, especially when it is such a long running show. I mean, at the time the show was like 40 something at that point but still you know it's 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 a it's a cool concept she's a really cool character i was really excited when she popped up again though i will is <laughs> <laughs> a little tiny story uh, extra little tiny story about um river song and my kind of interaction with her as the fandom so i am a tumblr girl nobody is going to get my url out of me <laughs> <laughs> that I post anything bad or extra weird, but just it's, it's, it's its own space, you know, kind of thing. But I remember when I was first looking at Tumblr, I hadn't watched Doctor Who yet when I first joined Tumblr, because I joined Tumblr of all things for Phantom of the Opera fandom. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that people used to do on Tumblr is they'd be like, okay, here's a list of things. Show me a gif of your reaction to this, to these set of things when you were watching the show. And I remember I misread one of the prompts for the Doctor Who one. And I thought I remembered reading, show me your reaction when you found out that Amy was River Song. So I went into the show <laughs> having that in the back of my mind. <laughs> and it wasn't until much later that I realized I'd read it wrong. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'd read that. I read. I think probably I missed a few words because I probably saw it and was probably getting ready to watch the show and didn't want spoilers. Mm -hmm. And so like I kind of scrolled fast, but I still caught that. But it, it probably was actually something about like when you found out that Amy was River's mom or something like that. But I was like... When, when I realized that that was not the direction the show was going, I was like, oh, yeah, that didn't make sense anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about the story with River or the concept of River, oddly enough, isn't... I mean, I like River, but the, the thing I think I loved the most was the diary. Mm -hmm. The the fact, especially when they get, she got the diary. She I got did. the diary. I made it, too. <laughs> you made it? I did. Oh. Yes, um... Oh, let me find, I, I should name drop the YouTube channel that I figured out how to, that I did this from, because they actually specifically had a tutorial for Rivers Diary on how to do this in addition to bookbinding. Oh, so it was like from scratch. Yeah. Um, oh. Yes. Yeah, so see Lemon Bookbinding on YouTube. Both, I, I believe she had a tutorial on how to do the, you know, the TARDIS look of that. And she has a bunch of bookbinding tutorials as well and so that's how I made that and though I did add in the part I, did, I don't have anything in the diary like I keep thinking like oh I should get people to sign it but also I'm terrified of them losing it yeah I filed her tutorial the only change that I made is that when before I sewed the pages in I dyed them all with tea yeah. bags <laughs> and crumpled <laughs> them up and then let them dry but yes sorry, sorry go on <laughs> no worries yeah, the concept of the diary I really enjoyed, especially once you, you got into the actual swing of Eleven and River going around like every time they see each other. Oh, let's see where we meet up in the in the diary. The the whole thing of where it was off limits for the doctor as well. And the temptation of him wanting to see it, but not at the same time. It's another really clever way that they kind of established their connection really, really early on in that episode too, where, you know, she pulls out this siren. It's not just any book. It is a TARDIS blue 
diary that is, yeah. you know, old and full of information. And I just, I can picture 10 just sitting there, like looking at her, like what is going on kind of thing. And it is, it's, it's such like river song, the concepts that Stephen Moffat put into river song are like some of my favorite things in Dr. Who just as, especially the scene in, um, impossible astronaut before everything kind of goes off the rails kind of thing in a good way when they both have their diaries out you know check in which i think is very sweet (laughs) i like the things when you watch things after knowing the whole story and then you start putting things together like uh i think the, the scene that stands out to me the most with river when you start thinking about her story in order is when she's uh at the beginning of a good man goes to war when she's dancing and going back to her prison cell and Rory comes up in the Roman in his centurion outfit. That's almost if, if I'm correct, because I know everything goes wibbly wobbly with her. If I'm correct, I believe that's the first time she sees Rory since angels take Manhattan. It, uh, it could depend on how much, because she does talk in angels take Manhattan that she's not in prison anymore. But like you said, with how, stuff kind of shuffles around, you know, who knows? Cause maybe that's also the first time she's seen her dad since she was born kind of thing too, or since the wedding or maybe, however, I, I don't I know. I remember but, her saying she wasn't in prison anymore, but I mean, then again yeah, to river, I'm not in prison anymore. Cause it just mean I'm not right. in my cell. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a, she has a line. It's been a while since I watched that episode because it's a very sad episode and I don't always like rewatching the sad episodes. Yeah, so the doctor says, "Where new, how, how's prison? She says, oh, I was pardoned ages ago, and it's professor song to you. Pardoned? Mm-hmm. Turns out the person I killed never existed in the first place. Apparently there's no record of him. It's almost as if someone's gone around deleting him from every database in the universe. So, but, hmm. yeah. So, I don't know. But it, it's definitely a, a moment for her where she's like, but I also think it's funny because she's, so clearly flirting with who she thinks is a guard and then she's like oh no that's my dad whoops (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh whoops (laughs) that's awkward that's awkward hey (laughs) i mean not just that i mean that's her dad yeah she accidentally is flirting with her dad and then without because that was just how she was raised or or trained Mm -hmm. she grew up with her dad (laughs) yeah Yeah, i it's yeah i i just there's so many layers to her story the first time that i rewatched science and library force of the dead after kind of her story concluded with uh the husbands of river song which is also one of my favorite episodes like just the little touches i mean we everybody kind of always knew that we were going to hopefully eventually, not hopefully, but we, we all kind of figured that if they were going to end River Story, we would see the towers, the singing towers of Jerillion. We would see that date night and everything. It's, it's even hinted at in one of the mini episodes that they did online, but just even other tiny little things, even stuff that like you couldn't have possibly accounted for. I think I talked about this in our first episode too, where she kind of like touches you know, on, on Ten's chest, right where the bow tie would have been for her to fix, because she does that a lot to, to Levin or, you know, just, just there's so many little tiny details that I'm like, I don't know what order Stephen Moffat came up with her story in 
but whatever word he did, it's genius. You know, he, <laughs> he had to write the ending first and then work out how to how to put the other things in. Not that we saw everything. I mean, I know the um, picnic at Asgard, they touched on a little bit in one of the novels. And then they have big finished stuff with Ten and River. So, yes, she has seen Ten before, but yes, much older than he is in that episode. And it's just... I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I love River a lot. She's such a cool character. Because <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot this episode. <laughs> so I'm curious, because I have my own story about how I was watching season six. But, like, when you watch season six, like, what were your, like, reactions to all of the revelations that came in that season? Just kind of thoroughly confused, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, because you have this child that's in a spacesuit. Well, first you're going through... Amy, she's having a baby, and then the baby explodes into goo, and the baby's mm-hmm. not actually there. Yep. Which traumatized my child, by the way. Oh. Um, yeah, when you know you have an infant sitting there, and all of a sudden, just there's a you hear this pop or whatever, and it's a yeah. pile of flesh goo on the ground. That didn't go over well with a six or seven year old uh, child at the time. No, I can <laughs> no. imagine. Um, so that messed him up for a little bit. <laughs> But then you have the the little girl in the astronaut's mecca, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, because it's kind of controlling her, going into her regenerating in the middle of the street. And then the thought that I was trying to remember is I kind of wish, in retrospect, after all these years, I kind of wish we had more story or more breadcrumbing with Mel. Like having Mel either be like a known friend even if not a major part like maybe just a known friend to like the pawns or something like that Mm -hmm. and then have that revelation that mel turns into river mel was the girl mel is river and just i kind of wish we did have more of that but then just river being in the suit again later but she was trained to kill the doctor but she wasn't as it was more like she was forced to do it rather than it was her actually doing it you know she was really trying to break her programming for lack of a better word but i watched season six though <laughs> so like i said i when i first watched the show it was all still on netflix but when i got to the end of season five season six had aired but it wasn't on netflix yet but i was like i don't want to wait to see the story so i bought it on itunes and i watched all except the last episode within 24 hours which was an experience for sure. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what binge watching is, but see, watching all of season six within 24 hours, going to bed and then watching the wedding of River Song the next day. Like, I don't know how people, because there was a gap in there too, wasn't there? I think they had, they had like a break over the summer when it was initially airing. It looks like A Good Man Goes to War aired June 4th and Let's Kill Hitler aired August 27th. So like about two months but still, that would have killed me in real time. <laughs> Especially without a good man goes to war ends. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I also, another thought that I had is I, I really, I really hope that sometime whoever is in charge of putting together the target novelizations of the new, the new episodes, I really need somebody to convince Stephen Moffat to do a novel adaptation of Science in the Library, Forest of the Dead, because I would be fascinated to see how he kind of works stuff in now that he himself also knows how everything works out in the end. But yeah, season, watching season six in 24 hours was 
a lot to take in, especially Running of River Song is a good episode, but man, is that one of the weirder cold openings that Doctor Who has ever done. <laughs> like, I remember watching it and I'm like, what? I'm like, even for Doctor Who, what on earth? You know? <laughs> even, even if you just take the stuff that she was in, in the TV series, she is such a complex character. She has so much going on in her life. But, and then you add in the big finish stuff, you add in some of the comics stuff, some of the, the novels, like she just, she is, she is definitely one of the cooler characters that Doctor Who has, has done. I would love it if one of the spinoffs that they do with Disney money is, is River Song. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, like, I'm kind of wondering if it's one that they're considering because there hasn't been a new Diary of River Song audio. I want to say in at least a year. I mean, maybe. I, it will also, I think, be dependent on Alex Kingston's availability unless they decide yeah. to, like, recast it for well, longevity. Well, which they could never do, I'm sure. Okay, no one just... I, I forgot that one came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, they had a, a four-part series 11. So they've done 11 box sets of River Song just on her own. She's been in other stuff, too. But yeah, they had a, a four-part story uh, called Friend, Friend of the Family that came out earlier this year. I think it came out back in January. There hasn't been, like, any news about another box set yet so hopefully soon now in regards to the big finish stuff like she's had interactions with a number of doctors in the past from what i i know but uh, you're gonna have to go into the detail on that in regards to how she interacts with the doctors without actually interacting with the doctors so it it depends on the story for example her first box set sees her meet the eighth doctor but they never meet face to face they're like over basically over the phone as she's kind of walking him through how to essentially disarm a planet killing bomb. But she puts like a filter on it so that he doesn't recognize her voice, you know, later on or whatever. In other episodes, it's that she erases his memory, you know, either with her hallucinogenic lipstick or tea even, I think she uses. If I'm remembering correctly, the episode where she meets the seventh doctor is the one where she like goes to kiss him. He's like, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) And so she makes him tea and and erases his memory that way. That or the timelines, you know, reset. Like my, my favorite series that they've done is series three, which came out in 2018 and the the timelines kind of get a little bit messed up. So by the end of it, the fifth doctor doesn't remember Series four is a lot of fun because like the timelines go super wrong to the point where the fourth doctor knows exactly who River is. Oh, interesting. Yes, yes he knows exactly who she is. And she's like all panicked. And it's so much fun because she's like, I'm Romana. And he's like, no, you're not. You're my wife. And she's like, what? <laughs> but again, by the end of the episode, the timelines get put back in place and everything is fine again. I know I haven't listened to any of the Doom Coalition or other series that she's a part of, but I know like in Doom Coalition, it has the eighth doctor, but she's got like, a dis- like she's disguised herself as a nun. <laughs> that's on one of the covers, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then she has like little mentions of seeing other doctors and different things. Like for example, in, I mean, for the 10 river series, obviously she's fine to know 10. There is a bit in one of the episodes where she's trying to get, tend to like meet her to get help for something but he keeps refusing to and there's this whole sequence that's so funny about she keeps sending him messages but then they wind up going to the wrong doctor and she eventually gets the fifth doctor to show up to help but she 
again, essentially has to drug him and wipe his memory of what has gone on. So, <laughs> um, so she does that a lot, which is maybe not the healthiest thing. But. So how does she handle that with Tin? Because her first interaction with Tin is when she dies. So I would think that he would have to have his memory wiped also. Well, so it's, it's just Ten later on, you know, post-season 410. Oh, I gotcha. So they're expanding on the points beyond um, Science in the Library, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because for the most part, most of the Tenth Doctor stuff that Big Finish has done, apart from recently, has all been kind of contained to his series. Like the first box set of series that they did was with Donna in season four and then with Rose in season two and then Donna in season four again. But like Dalek Universe and Tenth Doctor River Song are all set, you know, post season four. But yeah, the fir- it's really sweet because the, the first episode of Tenth Doctor and River Song is called Expiry Dating. It's by James Goss. The format of it is essentially, like I said, them writing letters and messages back and forth to each other and kind of spoilers, but you know, it, it's, 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 it's been out for a while, but it's very sweet because in the end, it's revealed that the reason why River has been trying to get him, get his attention and get him to, you know, come help her do this, this archaeology thing is not because she's out for the money. It's not because she's out to make a name for herself, but she wanted to get his attention to get him to go out and do stuff after losing Donna. Because oh. she was trying to help him, you know, go out into the universe again, even though he just lost his best friend. So she's just trying to help, which I think is very sweet. <laughs> I always thought it was sweet, but messed up where she's like, doctor, don't be alone. But then she'd mm-hmm. take off like, but don't stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, don't be alone. But also like, I know I'm not the best person for you to be around. So <laughs> I'll stay around for a while, but mm. I mean, don't pick to up be, another to, stray. Yeah. I know. But I mean, to be fair to her, she had also just lost her parents too. So she was like a little, you know, messed up herself though it is kind of sweet in there's a book that came out a few years ago called the curse of the ruby's curse which alex kingston co-wrote yeah so it, it's written as a melody malone mystery oh jacqueline rayner uh was also one of the writers on that that book but it's very nice because it it, it kind of bounces back and forth between river stuff and melody malone stuff but mm-hmm. in it in the book it is revealed that she is able to go and visit her parents which i'm very happy about I know this is this uh, isn't focused specifically on River, but it's part of her story and the ponds. As far as post angels take Manhattan, there is a short uh, that they put out called Doctor Who P.S. It was written by Chris Chibnall, and it is the most like you you get emotional watching this because it's it's basically a letter to Rory's dad telling them telling him that uh this is what happened that they're okay and explaining their life and it's it's really touching and it's not it's not act it's not live action it's kind of got like this like sketch animated type thing because it wasn't a full production it's just a short but it's really good and if you haven't watched it or seen it or heard of it uh, it's on youtube uh bbc's channel still called doctor who ps and it was after angels take manhattan it was a really nice thing to see yeah yeah i, I remember seeing that just like, oh, heart <laughs> kind of thing you know amy and rory adopting a little boy and all that oh, just so sweet yeah i didn't know that chris Trimble wrote that though that's really sweet i didn't know yeah. that yeah yeah he did and Aww. um it was yeah 
in series three of Dire River Song, as well as in addition to River and the Fifth Doctor having a bunch of adventures. It's also very focused on River's family because it's revealed that Madame Kavorian grew other clones from River's DNA. Uh, and so she has brothers and sisters. <laughs> Interesting. I think there's a, she makes a comment in the episode, too, that she's never going to tell Amy and Rory about it, because just by the time she finds out about them, it, it's kind of devolved into chaos because it's after Demon's Run. And so they it's, it's, it's a whole thing, and a bunch of them are basically in a cult, which is unfortunate, led by one of the the uh, elder siblings of it. It was a really, it's a really interesting look. Like, I love the idea it's heartbreaking, but I love the idea that River has these siblings out there, especially with how the box set ends, where essentially, you know, it, the, the first story is kind of about this kind of offshoot of her siblings that escaped, but, you know, they have no memory of anything. And so they kind of, they wind up in, in this really awful situation and all but one of them dies. But then she goes on adventures with you know the fifth doctor and this character called brooke who winds up being one of her siblings but the box set ends with the remaining siblings uh, her sisters one of whom is played by the same actress who plays mel's in let's kill hitler which is really sweet essentially winds up you know trapping madame kavorian and they're basically making you know breaking their own programming uh, and they're gonna eventually be able to get away and it's it's a series three of Dire River Song, like I keep saying, is one of my favorites, and I highly recommend it to anybody who has not listened to it yet. They, they do some really interesting concepts with River, especially her siblings. Yeah, one thing that, that is different now, or it takes a little bit of mind-bending to, I guess, accept things, is... So River was created because she was conceived in the time vortex and then time lords were supposed to have been created because of their overexposure to the time vortex but now the doctor is a timeless child from another dimension and we don't know what their origin is and the time lords just extracted or extrapolated that gene or ability from the doctor so it kind of makes you wonder like where everything goes now not specifically with river yeah. uh, but with time lords in general because yeah. that seems to be like i'm not sure if that's still going to be the same origin or not yeah i mean i feel like it could be very easily you know both the doctor the timeless child's the awful experimentation that Tectoyone did on on that child and uh, exposure to the time vortex. I mean, Rassilon being the absolute awful <laughs> butt of a person that he is. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of weird things. Like there's, there's, there, I think there's probably just a lot of different variations on that. I mean, there's even like a whole thing where there were vampires on Gallifrey at one point too. And that was part of, the Time Lord creation mythos. I mean, the they finished and... done some weird things over the years. <laughs> I love that, but yeah, when 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 you got vampires talking to Lord Rassilon as he's creating Time Lords, I'm like, what happened? Here? I mean, we also have um, the the Doctor being half human on his mm -hmm. mother's side which we kind of wash over later too. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to wash over some of that stuff or not. But sure. uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's as much as sometimes it frustrates me to not have like definitive answers. I think it's also fun to just be like, you can take whatever parts of canon you want and 
whatever, you know, kind of thing. There's definitely part of me that wishes that the Timeless Child story had more of an impact than it did. If if it's something that RTD wants to run with, I'm sure he can. I don't want to say improve upon it because it is a very good story, even if it wasn't my cup of tea. But like RTD could definitely make that sadder if he wanted to. It made me wonder if maybe the doctor just came from Pete's world. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they don't have, have a have a doctor yeah they don't have a doctor they have a, a meta crisis doctor now they do um <laughs> who may or may not be dead depending on how old they are <laughs> yeah no i mean uh, there's also multiple points of canon for that character too and i got into a little bit of a fight on the tardis wiki about the meta crisis doctor <laughs> that's who i am as a person <laughs> A book came out that gave him a name, and just the, the characterization was so horrendous in this book for this character and Rose too. That I was just like, Whoa. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Somebody decided to give him the name Corin, and in the story that that comes from, they talk about how Rose talks about how it's like, oh, it's like naming a dog. What? <laughs> Anyway, I could go on a whole rant, <clears throat> but I won't because we're talking about River Song. We're talking about River Song. We're talking about um, River Song. And going back to talking about River yes. Song. <laughs> Speaking of shorts, I know I talked about the Chibnall one with uh, the mm-hmm. Ponds and PS. There were a number of shorts that came out about interactions, kind of like date nights yes. of Eleven and the River and and the River. The river. <laughs> Eleven and River. I mean, and, that's uh, how most other time was. I mean, you've got the doctor, you've yeah. got the general, the master. The master, the river. The river. <laughs> the archaeologist. They were pretty fun. Um, there was mm. one that I don't know if BBC has up still or not, because every time I remember it, I try looking for it and it's always difficult to find. There was one specific one where they allude to going to, was it the, the towers of Derillium? Derillium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they allude to that and then never go. And then at that point, they, it, when you watch it, you would think that that's the ending they gave for river. Thankfully they went into really like living that out with the 12th doctor, but I don't even know if that's still up. I just remember it being like a fun. Yeah. That one being like a fun one. I think there were like two river, no two doctors or two rivers rotating in and out of the TARDIS. I remember. Yeah, I know they keep taking them down. I'm like, can you make them available somewhere officially then? Because these like the children in need specials and the little like mini web series stuff I love. But yeah, they, they really like taking that stuff down. I think this one, if they did take it down, I, I want to say it was because for like the continuity, because at the time they made you feel like they were going to Derillium, them two, but that would allude to her immediately dying after that. Okay, it was called Date Night. It was that was the name of the short where they were supposed to be going to Derillium. Um, but I don't see it on BBC. I found it on some random YouTuber channel. Um, and that's, I think they removed it for continuity. That's my assumption. I'm not sure that they've got any of those shorts up on the BBC or Doctor Who YouTube channels. It's usually like some random person has uploaded them from like children in need or from the DVDs. There is a line that she has in there. She says, oh, well, that would explain why you kept canceling coming here. Do you remember that time when there were two of you? Because I want you to know that if this is like, you know, it's kind of one of her little, like, you know, she's trying to like say something as they're standing in front of the towers but 
Yeah. I'm really glad we had the interaction, speaking of standing in front of the towers, that we did get to see River with 12 together. That was one thing I did want before uh, his exit, Capaldi, and it, we got it. I am waiting for Big Finish to convince Peter Capaldi to come back as the Doctor, though, because... I need like 10 million box sets of River and the 12th Doctor on Derillium for those 24 years. <laughs> I, d- I doubt that they stayed on Derillium the entire time, but I would like that box set. <laughs> Which leads me into a segment that we talked about that we were thinking about doing is Doctor Who spinoffs. Yes. <laughs> I have, and this isn't, I know this isn't fair to River, but it has to do with River 12 and Derillium. I would love a a short or um, a little mini series of Twelve and River on Derillium, but the spinoff isn't about Twelve and River. It's about Nardle taking the TARDIS off on his own adventures and doing whatever he wants while the Doctor and <laughs> River are spending time together. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> As he can pull at the TARDIS, and uh, he knows what he's doing, he um, I would just love to see Nardole going around doing his own thing without River and the Doctor ever knowing. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> It'd be re- even funnier if you kind of had like this kind of like Scooby Doo ish almost thing of like them of like Nardole and Twelve and River like both trying to use the TARDIS, but also both like trying not to be caught by the other party. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that would like, be funny. Nordal sneaks off and then he brings it back right back. And then he's like, you know, you know, and, and you see him looking around and you see 12 and River like sneaking into the tower so they can go off and do something, too, even though they're supposed to stay there, you know, kind of thing. It's like, Nardal, did I hear the cloister bells? No, 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 Especially because, you know, you got to get to the story somehow of how Nardal got his entire body back and he's not stuck in that giant suit anymore with the other guy whose name I don't remember now. I don't remember either. Um, Whatever, whoever he was. He he was, he's unimportant. (laughs) Whatever his name is, he's unimportant now. Ramon, there we go. Ramon? Ramon. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the the other guy. (laughs) Yeah, the other guy that was in the suit with Nardal. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the, the main off. the main dude because there was three of them. Was oh, okay. it? It was Nardal, Ramon, yeah. and yeah, the other dude. King Hydroflex, yeah. But like yeah. the the suit got rid of King Hydroflex's head, and then he cut off Nardal and Ramon's to get information on River. Because <laughs> Doctor Who, it's a family, it's a kid show. Let's cut everybody <laughs> off because that's fun. <laughs> I need your help reminding me what was the name of the ship that the shape changing time machine ship, the one that posed as. 11 dying with the oh, little people inside the tesselect tesselecta there we go T- tesselecta tesselecta designated justice department vehicle 6018 was a humanoid starship slash time machine similar to an android <laughs> according to i love the uh, wiki <laughs> stephen moffat's quote about like people picking apart doctor who and saying like this doesn't work and this doesn't work and this doesn't work but when he had a time machine that can change shape with tiny people inside, turn into a man and materialize a motorcycle under him so he could chase people. No one questioned that. <laughs> that yeah, that, yes. <laughs> the Tesla. I had almost forgotten about that, too. With the little jellyfish uh, security drones. Yes. The, the little creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those were 
slightly to it's, it's it's weird the couple things in doctor who that i'm like that is genuinely terrifying and that's that's one of them <laughs> one part that was fun i guess you would call it terrifying i don't know it was from that let's kill hitler episode is after river is kind of freshly regenerated and then she jumps out i think she jumped out of a window mm-hmm. and then she released all her like regeneration energy onto the people onto yeah. the the soldiers to get them away like I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah. Watching her kind of like just start to be River, especially when you see the look on all their faces like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And and the scene where, where you know, where Amy asks the Tesselecta, which is uh, to, to show her River song and it, you know, morphs into, into River and River's standing right there, just... Ah, uh, it's it's kind of, again. I have Spider Man on the brain. It's like it is. It's such an interesting concept to take the idea of like, what if you knew too much about your own future? Which was why the doctor was not allowed to look at the diary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I have a question. As a cosplayer who does cosplay River a lot, what are your favorite top three outfits that River has? Ooh, this is not the screen accurate version of this. Because it is expensive. So I just made a version of it for myself. But it's a very comfortable one. Oh, you made that one? I did make this one. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's re- yeah. it looks really good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the actual one has like all sorts of weird pockets and zippers and cords and stuff. Yeah, it, it's a whole thing. I really like this. When I first started cosplaying, her her astronaut outfit in Science the Library Force of the Dead was one of my dream cosplays. And I was so happy when I finally got to make that. It is literal pain in the next wear as i have said before but it's i love that costume and i love you know that's the costume that i wore to get my picture with david Tennant because it's again one of my favorite episodes i really 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 love her dresses from the husbands of river song though especially her the uh red one with like the, the feathers oh yeah and even her like you know one with the with the, with the um it's the, the black with the sparklies yeah. on top yeah even her, like, just kind of adventure outfit in that episode is really cool, too. With her sonic trowel? One non-on-screen one that I would have loved to see on screen and, like, part of me would like to just have a crack at designing and making is one of the Tenth Doctor and River episodes is um, set in Elizabethan England. And she, like, of course, you know, all you kind of really see on, on the cover is, like, her and that kind of, like collar kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but she does like go all out and like wear the elizabethan garb when they're investigating and it's so funny because like 10 she's like boost me up so i can get in the window and he's like not in that dress are you kidding me (laughs) and he's and she's and he's like why can't i get on your shoulders and and climb in the window she's like because my hair will get messed up now i have to ask you what your opinions are on what me and a couple of my friends have called the tamale dress (laughs) Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get what they were going for, because at that point she was supposed to be, you know, stuck in the library and she's kind of yeah. stuck, confined within a book or whatever. So I get what they were going for, but I feel like it could have been executed slightly better. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll say. <laughs> we go that. I get what they were going for, <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe it could have done. I, I would have been really loved to see if it instead of like the pages of her diary inspired that dress. It would have been. I think even if she had just had like kind of maybe like a blue, you know, because she's kind of got that that kind of uh, that 
the, the thing on top of it. Like if that had been blue, I think that would have maybe tied it together a little bit nicer because then it would have been kind of more obvious that the look was inspired by the diary. But yeah. You know. But also she's a hologram. She can look at she can wear whatever she, she looks, wants and that's yeah, what she, she chose. She wants. No. Not River. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I, for that episode though, I did especially like the interaction between her and Clara. Mm-hmm. And specifically Clara being like put in her place <laughs> by River. <laughs> your your wife? Yeah. I thought I thought Professor Song was a man. <laughs> That actually would be something kind of cool is another Doctor Who spinoff idea. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Clara's out there doing her own thing. But if Clara gained uh, access to the database and her and River via like Avatar or whatever, either went on adventures or as Clara was doing something, River was kind of like the woman in the chair, like giving her yeah. details on like how to do things and, and what's cool. going on. I'm kind of behind on some of my big fin- my big finish stuff, but I know they they did do one story with River in the library database. I just haven't listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it, but I remember when they were doing stuff about it coming out, they were talking about like, oh, this could definitely you know do become its own spinoff kind of thing. I just haven't listened to it yet, so I can't comment on what spinoff they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. That I like that they kind of have a bunch of different areas of her life that they can explore within the audios because they can jump around all they want. Now I want to design a better version of that dress because now I'm thinking about it. Oh, well. (laughs) But yeah, she's got cool outfits, especially the the green dress does seem to be what most people cosplay. (laughs) I see the green dress a a decent amount and then uh, probably just because it's so recognizable is uh i don't remember the name of the dress but the the one that uh is in let's kill hitler mm-hmm. that mel is in and then rivers in afterwards for whatever reason it's a very affordable buy on ebay <laughs> yeah i do see it around sometimes still yeah. too i forgot the name of of that one also but i know it yeah. still circulates it's in my closet somewhere but <laughs> <laughs> i do have that one because it was only like i want to say 30 or 40 bucks on ebay and that was only like a couple of years ago so oh yeah. yeah, for a like, green accurate item. Yeah, made wow. a ton of them or what happened. I mean, yeah, it was only thirty or forty bucks, and the guy had like twenty of them available or something ridiculous like that. So that I don't know what happened. And yeah. Weird. yeah, it's like they fell off a truck and he sold them something. years later. Yeah. Something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking Jedi River in like that outfit inspired, mm-hmm. but then it went into something else because she's got the satchels and so forth, and just it evolved into smuggler river yeah the fa- i i am shocked that alex kingston hasn't shown up in star wars yet somewhere like surely she would be great in star wars <laughs> she'd be amazing in star wars but yeah 15 years of river song and she's done i mean you know there's 11 series of just focused on her audio adventures, you know, besides that, the 10th Doctor song, she was in one of the Lives of Captain Jack series, she was in Doom Coalition. I, I remember the Eternity Clock, which is a video game, had some fun facts about River in there. So let me, she's got her audio series, Doom Coalition. Oh, I forgot that she was in some of the unit stuff, which is really good, because she gets to play an evil version of herself, which is always entertaining the 8th of march series which is it finishes series that they do for international women's day 
believe in that episode. I haven't listened to it yet, but I believe in that episode, Romana and Leela meet, which is really sweet. Though at the time, River is pretending to be Romana, so it's a little bit of a problem because Leela knows Romana very well. <laughs> um, is that the same uh, series where the fourth Doctor knows who she is? Or is that no. a different one? That's okay. a different one. Yeah. Um, four in that series is traveling by himself at that point. She was in Dalek Universe, which was really good. And she was in Paladon, which is its own. There's Big Finish does like spinoffs on top of spinoffs. <laughs> like if you can think of a niche corner, especially of anything, 10th Doctor and, and back and Doctor Who, they probably have an audio series or at least an episode of <laughs> Oh, and she was in a series of one of the episodes of uh, Missy, which was so much fun having River and Missy bouncing off of each other. Tiny weird little plug. I've done a lot of TikToks to these audios. <laughs> if anybody wants to check them out. And I am more than happy to, to give recommendations for where to start with River Song on audio. So. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they haven't explored her in uh, the comics as much. She's been in the comics a little bit. I think she was in... As far um, as, like, her own series. Yeah, right? She yeah. should. <laughs> I mean, they get, they had Missy had hers. Um, yeah. When we were talking about uh, their interaction between her and Missy, that's what made me think that, um, like, yeah. you know, Missy had her, her section or her series. I'm surprised River hasn't had hers. Yeah, that's, that's very true, especially because Missy's had her own comic and her own audio series, so it's not like they couldn't do that with River, too. So, I think they should. I think they definitely should. <laughs> I would love it, because I know Dan Slott, he's doing the... Tenth Doctor. The Tenth Doctor and Martha. Yeah. I think he said that there's another one that he's doing that's coming out next year as well, but if they keep giving him ones, I'm like, can we do 10 in River or 12 in River, please? <laughs> That'd be fun. I just love that River is such a legacy character in Doctor Who, even though she's only been in the show or been a thing in the show for the past 15 years out of the past 60, you know, kind of thing. She's such she's such an easy character to drop in anywhere in Doctor Who because she is a time traveler, because she is an archaeologist. And I love that that's a thing. they did. That is slightly borrowed um, a character called Bernice Summerfield in Doctor Who audios. It was one of the, actually one of the earliest Big Finish audios that they did for Doctor Who was creating this character called Bernice Summerfield, who was a time-traveling archaeologist. And it's very sweet because actually in one of their, they did a, Big Finish did a series for their 20th anniversary of producing Doctor Who audio stories. And one of the stories is River and Bernice Summerfield meeting, which is very sweet and kind of fun, <laughs> especially when the eighth doctor is there, like, well, what is going on? <laughs> They're like, we have so much in common. Yeah. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> you would expect, you know, cause I think everybody was like, Oh, they're going to fight. And they're like, no, they're just best friends. <laughs> River Hatter is a teacher. It's, it's fun, you know, kind of thing. I love that you can drop her anywhere in Dr. Who. And it makes sense. There's even, you know, there's a couple stories in the audios that I had forgotten about until I was looking at the list where she just kind of, she doesn't directly interact with the doctor, but she kind of has her own story kind of parallel to whatever's going on in an episode kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. I mean, you know, River and Barbara meeting was a lot of fun. River and Kate Stewart meeting. And, you know, it's, it's, she's just such a fun character that can go anywhere, do anything, but not have... I mean, she definitely has her own baggage. She's been through a lot. She was 
born and raised and conditioned to kill the doctor, and she wound up falling in love with the doctor. It's so that you could probably do a very interesting series about the psychology of that. <laughs> it's the classic lovers, enemies there, to lovers his, story, his, or his best I, friend's whatever specific child theme? to murderer to lover. I, yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's Doctor Who. It's going to be weird. <laughs> But I just love that she's become such a, a huge character in, in the show. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like her for one reason or another, but overall, I think she's just a fun character. And I love that they keep doing stories with her, and I hope they keep doing stories with her. Yeah, she she's a fun character. She's a strong character. She's a smart character. She's a resourceful and witty character. She does bring, I think, a lot to the show. Uh, anyone who has a problem with her, um, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But she's not in the show anymore. So, yeah. So for now, don't, don't, <laughs> don't bet for now, for who now, knows? who knows? <laughs> she might come back at some point and erase the doctor's memory again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting to see uh, River interact with Shooty. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a database river. Maybe, yeah. Or even if she, you know, I, I keep wondering. I'm like, is there any possible way they stick her in the 60s? <laughs> so I would love more on-screen 10 and River, even though that's not 10, that's 14. But more on-screen David Tennant and Alice Kingston would be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I could go with that because, I don't know, maybe she wouldn't know the difference. Okay, no, I do like the idea of, like, maybe River going back and checking in on Donna after, you know, the the memory wipe that he did on her just to make yeah. sure that she's okay. Yeah, Because uh, he fun. can't. I, I do like that idea. Maybe maybe they could stick her in somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? So I, I was hoping that, that, that it was in the stack of books that was right over here. But I don't know if it was just something that he did for the book or if it was something that they had planned on doing and, didn't, and weren't able to shoot. But in the Day of the Doctor novelization, River is the one that winds up telling Ten where to find the Zygons in time and space, which I thought was interesting. Like, again, I don't know if that was something that they were planning on shooting and they couldn't get Alex Kingston or just didn't work out for one reason or the other. But I'm like, she's kind of been involved in the 50th. It'd be great to have her actually involved in the 60th. (laughs) So (laughs) I would love it if she was one of those surprises. Because I keep feeling like they did such specific things in public for filming. And that's kind of mostly what they keep showing in the trailers is the stuff that was filmed in public. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's, I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up for anybody in particular, but I do feel like there is decent potential for there to be characters that we don't know about showing up in the 60th. Maybe River Song's one of them. That'd be a lot of fun. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, even at the end of of 13's run, we had a bunch of cameos that nobody knew about until Mm -hmm. the air dates also. So, I mean, it is a possibility and anything could happen. Really? Yeah. I, I just hope they can keep the secrets for the next few months because sometimes people can't keep their mouths shut. I do like it doesn't necessarily have to be shooty, but like a future doctor mm-hmm. um, at some point. I think it would be kind of cool if like the doctor was just not necessarily as much as like the 12th doctor was dealing with identity. Am I a good man and so forth? But you know, the doctor changes with every regeneration. They're having new discoveries. They're discovering themselves over and over again. And then maybe at some point, just having the doctor trying to discover themselves and being a little lost and turning to River, database River, and just kind of talking with her through like, I don't, you know, what should I do? I'm going through this. And River still counseling the doctor in her afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, that would be sweet. I know. I, I, I remember when 
the first couple of stills were coming out for the husbands of river song i remember a theory going around that you know kind of i think everybody kind of expected that the gift that the doctor was going to give her was the sonic screwdriver um, but i remember seeing a theory go around like oh what if the gift that he gives her is another diary and i'm like oh that one's so, <laughs> like, so sweet because they make such a thing of like oh i'm almost out she's almost out of space it's the sonic <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i love river i hope we see her or at least hear from her in some capacity audios comics books whatever she's a very popular character i don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon so (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure she'll pop up somewhere somehow sometime some way some form yeah for sure (laughs) big finish loves her and it seems like alex kingston really loves to do a big finish so i'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll keep hearing from her when they've got time to do more. I think Alex Kingston just loves River. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Maybe we should go to our random TARDIS fact or Doctor Who fact from TARDIS Wiki. Let me, let me just go on River Song's Wikipedia page and find a fun fact. Of course, her biography section is miles long. <laughs> How about this one? So, in... The Eternity Clock, the video game, which I guess focuses on River Song and Eleven and that kind of era of the show. In the pages of River Song's diary, the player collects, there is an entry entitled An Unearthly Mess, which apparently occurs before the events of An Unearthly Child. In it, River recalls the first doctor catching her snooping around I.M. Foreman's junkyard. When she heard a young woman calling for her grandfather, she took off. Her comment was, that's a conversation I'm not yet ready for. River, she has so many... She's just mad everybody at this point, especially in if there are characters that Big Finish has done anything with. So, yeah, she's had a number of good one-liners. Yep, she she really does. Well, how about this for a random fun fact that I just know off the top of my head? River Song has met Jean-Luc Picard. Ed knows him very was well. That in, was that in the um? What was the name of that? That was that the crossover comic. No, it was in one of the books. Um, there is mm. a story in one of the books. I've, ooh, I can't remember what the name of the book is now. I think it's probably just called Diary of River Song. They did a kind of a couple of those books over the years where it's a collection of a couple different short stories with different characters. Like they did one for River. They've done one for Missy. There's one for the Master overall. There's one for Shielder. <laughs> this how it comes up is it is a story about. The Autons, basically the Autons are trying to take over, but like somehow the process went wrong. And so all of the wax figures in this museum have been, you know, the the Autons have brought them to life, but they all think that they are who they are, look like kind of thing. And River winds up friending the Elvis Auton. (laughs) And there's a a bit where the Elvis Auton has to take the the wig off and he stuffs it in this pipe to kind of keep this cloud of gas from infecting everybody. And River is passed out and the the line is something like she's like, just kind of is like opening her eyes and she sees a bald head and she's like, Jean Luc. (laughs) Like like River Song knows Jean Luc Picard. I mean, they're both, they both have interest in archaeology. I mean, why not? Why not? I guess it's possible because uh, there was there was a comic through IDW, I believe, mm-hmm. called Star Trek Assimilation Squared that dealt with the the Borg and the Cybermen, both combining written by Scott Tipton, David Tipton and J.K. Woodward. And it was really cool. It was focused on the 11th Doctor, the Pawns 
And it also had uh, The Fourth Doctor and Star Trek The Original Series. Had a number of stuff in it, and it was a really, really cool, fun read. So I wonder if that's an exploration expansion on on that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love crossovers. I, w- I wish more often that shows would be more chill about doing crossovers with other franchises, especially ones that aren't like directly owned by the same company. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> licensing no maybe maybe we'll get some doctor (laughs) who star wars crossovers i mean we're kind of getting one with a david tennant showing up in the ahsoka series again but voicing the droid i don't know if that's just a crossover or just an actor doing their job (laughs) i mean yes no i know but i mean there is a (laughs) yes i mean there is a bit in that brotherhood book um where it talks about professor wang showing up at the jedi temple in an ancient blue box yeah Who knows? Maybe that's kind of a crossover (laughs) or an Easter egg. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So that's all for this episode of Temple of Geeks Who Review. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also follow us on social media for more Doctor Who content on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram as at Temple of Geek. You can also visit templeofgeek.com for Doctor Who cosplay guides, episode reviews, news, and more. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. (laughs) 